In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities, and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. Good morning out there in the city of Jos. It's the 24th day of the 11th month in the year 2021 and the program is Building Bridges. A program brought to you by Taken Peace Desk with support from Bread for the World. On this program, we seek to build bonds of love. We seek to build bridges of peace between people, ethnicities and groups. So whatever you do legally, wherever you are, this program is for you. This program is for the entire community. Whether you are there at your places of uh, business or you're there in your offices this program is for you or you're there in the community or you're residing you're currently in Diangua. you know this program is for you we seek to unite everyone wherever you are irrespective of what you do this program is for you and we'll be doing just that again on this edition of building bridges Today we shall be uh, going forward with um, our conversation we had last week. We're running a series. Um, currently, we're going to communities, seeing how um, local peace initiatives are carried out in those communities. And you recall that uh, two weeks back we actually visited Gale community. We also uh, also uh, visited um, Tudungwada community, where we look at uh, local peace initiatives within those axes especially from the perspective of the youth uh, groups in those areas. And also last week, we also had um, a visit to uh, two uh, communities, the Nabor community, as well as uh, the Ricos communities, where we look at the local um, issues from those two communities and then what are those um, initiatives that are carried out to ensure that these communities remain peaceful, to ensure that everyone in the community is carried along, to ensure that, yes, everyone in the community is given a sense of ownership, a sense of belonging, and that yes, everybody in the community participates in communal development. Most importantly, you know, uh, where, 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 where we have peace, development is sure to happen in that community. And on this edition of Building Bridges, we shall be uh, taking a drive down to uh, that in Goa community as well as Laranto communities. We have the youth leaders in the two communities here with us in the studio. So our topic for today remains the same, contextualizing local peace initiatives in Dadinkowa community and Laranto community. And we have the youth leaders here. To do justice to this uh, interesting topic, we have Mr. Yakubu Tangni. Mr. Yakubu Tangni is the Laranto youth leader. Good morning, Mr. Yakubo. Yeah, good morning. Glad to have you here. Also, we also have the youth leader from that Inkoa here with us in person of Mr. John Mack. Mr. John Mack is the youth leader that Inkoa Kangang to be specific. You're welcome, Mr. Yo- Mr. John. Thank you for having me. 
We're glad to have you with us in the studio. I will do justice to this interesting topical issue together with these uh, two interesting personalities. Listen, as you always know, we, as you are well aware, we usually talk about um, burning issues as it affects uh, people, especially the generality of um, the residents here in the city of Jos and by extension the environment. Uh, on this edition of uh, Public Interest Corner, we call it. And on this edition of Public Interest Corner, we shall be taking a look at the increasing cost of living. Increasing cost of living. Um, if you are in Nigeria, you know, or if you are a resident in Plateau State, it's no longer news to you this spike in prices of commodities you know um, the prices just keeps just keeps going on by the day the prices of uh, commodities you can buy within minutes or within days you can go back and then it has already changed it has already increased you know and all these have effect on the people you know the buying power remains the same but the price, the price of commodity keeps going up by the day and uh, we have the government talking about uh, removal of wealth subsidy again actually to replace it with a uh, payment of 5,000 naira each to um, poorest of the poor, as the case may be. And people have asked, what is the yastic for determining the poorest of the poor? Uh, we're running um, a capitalist economy or a pseudo-socialist economy where we have the government actually um, indirectly you know, uh, giving out money to people. So instead of giving out money to people, why not give capacity to people to ensure that, yes, people are able to provide for their own needs, you know? So we're calling on the government to ensure that, yes, you know, we have a level playing ground, especially for small businesses to thrive, you know? While we're thinking about the increasing cost of living, you know, when we have in, uh, when we have an enabling environment where small businesses can thrive, yes, people can be able to afford basic needs. People can be able to ensure that, Yes, you know, businesses um, are going are going are going on. Uh, that product cost of production, especially, you know, goes down. You know, all this will have effects on the prices of commodity, as the case may be. So, whether you are doing small business out there, you know, ensure that you do. Uh, justice, you do what you're supposed to do. And we're calling on government to ensure that, yes, a leveling environment is provided where small businesses can thrive. Yes. So if you're doing small business out there, if you're a small business or small-scale business owner out there, yes, we celebrate you on this program. And we encourage people that have uh, vision, that have ideas, you know, ensure that you engage your ideas. Put your ideas to work. Put your ideas to work. Uh, that will be the that will be size of our package on the public interest corner. Thanks for listening. Listener, we shall be delving into the discussion onto this edition of Building Bridges as we take after this break as we take a message from our sponsors. Please stay with us. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities, and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. 
You are welcome back from that short uh, break as we took message from our sponsors. The program remains Building Bridges, a program brought to you by Taken Peace Desk with support from Bread for the World. And we are contextualizing local peace initiatives in Dadinkoa community as well as Laranto communities. We have the youth leaders here with us. Let's quickly start from the Dadinkoa community. Mr. John, how's Dadinkoa this morning? Kangang. Wow, Dadinkoa was so beautiful. And the people there are living peacefully, as the name Dadunkoa is the enjoyment of everybody. So, Alright, let's go to Laranto. I was Laranto this morning, Mr. Yakubo. Very, very wonderful. <laughs> you need to see the people of Laranto mm. living very, very happy. Yes, uh, the, the, the tension of uh, hatred between each other mm. has uh, drastically been brought down by so many activities. Mm. So, Laranto is good. Okay, so you mentioned the fact that you know the tension has has been reduced to the barest minimum. You know, yeah. let's look at um, initiatives that you've carried out to ensure that yes, people work within themselves to ensure that yes, um, there is no tension as the case may be. Yeah, you see, um, for the past few months, we have been having this uh, peace uh, meeting mm. within the community of uh, Bible Faith. That's it's part of Laranto Bible Faith with Chagari Corner. Mm. Yes, it's called the GTF uh, Joint Tax Force uh, Movement, mm. being headed by Engineer Lomak. Yeah, now that movement so far has brought a very, very wonderful and long-lasting peace within these two neighboring communities because that Shagari Corner Bible Faith has been a flashpoint. Mm. Yes, uh, on, on so many uh, various civil unrest, we normally have uh, casualties within those regions. Okay. But for the past, like the last civil unrest that we had, I, I can gladly and happily tell you that we had in any case over there. Yes, because of the understanding that we had. We had to come together as youths. Yes, couple with the Vigilante Hunters Association, uh, community police. We came together, we organized a meeting, we said no, we should put an end to this. This cannot be happening under our watch. If there's any civil unrest happening in Joss, we the youths and the local securities will come out and secure anybody that is passing through those roads. We'll make sure you get to a safe point then we'll go back. Hmm. We avoided any form of harassment, any form of attack on anybody that is moving. And so far, they kept to their promises over there, and we also kept to our own promises. So there was no any casualty. Interesting. So we'll come back to we'll come back to Laranto community. Let's look at Dadinkoa. You know, um, what are the issues down there in Dadinkoa? In Dadinkoa, I don't think we have much issue because mm. of the synergy that is existing between the both faiths. And we, the youth leaders there, have resolved if there is any bad egg among us, that is people that are causing a lot of problems, either from the Muslim side or from the Christian side, the youth leader must fetch out such people and be handed over to the law enforcement agency, else the youth leader would be responsible. You know, we have this um, situation whereby, you know, uh, most communities in just are already divided along lines of um, religion, you know. You see this religion staying in this particular community, this religion staying in that particular community. How have you been able to manage that in the context of that in Goa? Yes, Gadunkowa has always been an heterogeneous community mm. that is used as a role model to other communities. 
because in the past when we were growing, the elders usually hold meetings, both Muslims and Christians. And as we are growing, if there is any problem, the elders sit and ensure they resolve it amicably. So we, the young ones, as we are growing, we are able to adapt that and we've seen it's working. So if there is any issue, we, the youth leaders, come together. The community elders also come together and see we are able to resolve it amicably. So by extension, you are saying you have a larger forum whereby all the youth um, leaders from the various communities meet to discuss emerging issues. A lot. Okay, let's look at Laranto. How have you been able to manage the issue of um, division along religious lines? Let's say, okay, this religious thing in this particular side of yeah. the community, this thing in that particular side of the community. Yeah, I think uh, gradually uh, that system is fading away. Mm. Because as I'm speaking to you right now, I think I have I have a Muslim neighbor. Interesting. Yes, and he happens to be a very very good person. Mm. Yes, and we are uh, everything is good over there. Mm. Yes, because you see, like like last year, there there are some uh, activities that we did that really uh, uh, that that really put together this. That really brought out the peaceful coexistence with, uh, between us. Interesting. Would like yes. you to tell us that? Yeah, like last year December, we had the Laranto Carnival. Interesting. It was very very colorful. Our Muslim brothers came from the Shagari corner, uh, the Christian ones came from Apata, the Busa Abuji itself. We all came together down to SDA Primary School. It was a colorful event. We had so many artists. We have different kind of entertainments, music, lots of more. And to keep such a peace coexistence between us, we have made it a yearly routine. Interesting. Yes, this year we are still going to do the same carnival. It's, t- it's titled Laranto Carnival. That's around when? Yes, 24th, 25th, 26th. Interesting. Yes, we'll be doing it at GH luxury that's december right this december good yeah yeah so yeah we every, anybody anybody that is uh less busy you're invited come and see the the the, the coexistence of laranto community the the, the the new face of laranto yes it has changed yes okay so by extension you're inviting people out there to join you very for that, well very uh, well very well very carnival. well <laughs> uh, mr john mark do you have such activities down there in that in goa yes Ours is not a carnival. Okay. Usually, every 26th of December, mm. we usually invite our parents, that is the elders, from the Muslim side and the Christian side to play football, mm. which is usually fun. After they play the football, then the youth in turn will also play our own football. After everything, we eat and we share. The one of 2019, because 2020, due to restrictions yes, of yes, COVID-19, we are unable to do that. We are unable to do that. But that of 2019, I was so happy. Mm. I met my primary school teacher, who is a Muslim, that stays in the other side. Mm. So because of this program, I saw him playing football. His my name is, they call him Teacher Gali. Mm. We are so scared of him because he can flog us very well. <laughs> but because of that event that took place we came together we hugged ourselves i introduced myself to him he was so happy seeing me so that food in sport has bring us together has harmonized us so that anything we are doing we don't see each other as from this faith or the other faith because that very day i passed a message mm. i told them if you are at the point of that mm. 
and you are in need of blood infusion, mm. you will not ask, is this blood from a Christian or Absolutely. from a Muslim? Absolutely. So you just accept the blood. So in a nutshell, if God wants only Christian to be on plateau state, will be the only Christian on mm. plateau state. Mm. But since God deemed it fit to bring both religion together, mm. then there is no magic we'll be able to separate from each other. So that was the message that did. Interesting message down there and interesting activities. You have something to add? Well, yeah, I, I would just love to talk a little bit more about uh, the religious uh, influence of peace on the plateau. Okay. Yes, I would just like to take us back to history a little bit. Mm. As you all know, you see, um, civilization came through religion. Mm. Yeah, from the Muslim side, when you have a mocks, you have a madrasa, you know, which is known as a school mm. that teaches students. And you know, the 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 the, the colonial master came along with the uh, missionaries. The missionary brought education as mm. well. Where you have a church, you have a school. Mm. Now, this happens to make Nigeria one of the most uh, religious country in the world. Okay, we are very very religious. But I keep asking myself this question: How comes we are religious? and we are very, very corrupt and we don't have respect for life and properties. We are being brought up by religious factors. Yes, it is very, very considerable. But what has religion really done to us? I cannot imagine someone attacking a fellow black African brother in the name of religion, that he's a Christian or he's a Muslim. It is absolutely wrong. I want to use this opportunity to challenge religious leaders. They should should embark, they should stand on preaching love in the mocks and in the church. Yes, that is the foundation. Because like when you go to Christianity, love is the greatest. Absolutely. When you go to Islam, peace is the greatest. Mm. So if religious leaders will concentrate on preaching on these two things, I don't think we'll have a problem. They should avoid a negative message to the people. They should not let you look a brother like an enemy. It is wrong. So please, any religious leader out there, please, please make it a duty to preach love in your worship place. Yes, sir. Okay, let's preach love and let's live in peace. That's the message from Mr. Yakubo. Okay, let's see. That uh, Inkoa, actually, um, how have you been able to manage the issues of social vices, especially among the young people, the youth population? Now here in that Inkoa. Yes, in that Unkowa, you see, these social vices has been an order of the day in most communities here in Plateau and even beyond Plateau State. But in our own community, we are able to organize sports, sports activities that will take them away because this social activity, this social problem is as a result of unemployment mm. because it is generally believed that the idle man is the devil's workshop. When you don't have anything doing, and all the time, you'll be thinking of negative things. But we in that Inkua were able to think outside the bus. At times, this ITF empowerment program, personally, I appeal to ITF, and they always give me, even though they don't give me in the capacity of the youth leader of that community. They give me as the president, I'm the president of the Catholic Youth mm. in Plateau State, mm. and also one of the directors of Christian Youth in Nigeria. Mm. So at times I use some of this office to go 
and beg. And once it's given to me, we'll look at those that are in need, not those that you give them, and at the end of it, they will not use it. So we give it to those that we know they can really do it. They can make good use of it. At times, all these NGOs, these NGOs invite us for program, youth empowerment program, even though the packages are nothing to write home about, but we still appreciate it because it engages the youth. And even within our own way, we also reason, put our heads together to raise little, little funds that we'll put together and be able to empower one after the other. It's just like contribution. Okay, we'll come back to you, Darinkoa. From Naranto, Mr. Yakubu. Yes, sir. Um, how have you been able to manage issues of social vices in Laranto, especially among the young people, issues of cultism, issues of drug abuse and the likes? Well, actually, uh, just like the letter one you said, cultism, yeah? Cultism has been one of the greatest challenges that we had uh, in our community. But uh, with the effort of the law enforcement agency, I think it has been brought down to its minimal. Okay. Yes, uh, such cases are no more uh, as they used to be. Yeah, and the taking of drugs and other substances. You know, we we are community leaders. Mm. We are not we are not police. We are not mm. any lawyer. Yeah. You know, when the police uh, uh, arrest someone that is smoking, for instance, marijuana, mm. you know, he'll be arrested and locked up. Absolutely. Yes, but you see, we community leaders. What the question is that we ask: Why is this person engaged mm. in such activity? And what can we do to help? What can we do to stop that? Mm. Now, there are situations that. We bring them close. Okay? We bring them... We go down to the jungle, the so-called jungle. Yes, mm. we go down. We share... Sometimes share one or two items. We, we, they need love. Mm. They shouldn't feel rejected. Yeah? Yeah. So, and on the second second thought, the, we, we had invited uh, some NGOs. Some mm. NGOs even came on their own. Like we had one now that is uh, having seminar. I don't know their name because they came... They didn't follow through the right channel coming to the community. But they are doing well. They are okay. in People's Hotel. Okay. Yes. They have been uh, having program with our... our our, our youths, mm. they are rehabilitating them. Uh, they, they even they even they they, they 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 gave them some little amount to start up business. Okay, I think uh, thirty or sixty thousand. Yes, they fix them up in shops mm. to learn a trade. Yes, so such such activities are things that we need in the community. If these boys are engaged in one or two activities. I tell you that uh, the rate of substance abuse uh, is going to be very, very less. Okay. Yes, yes, just that they lack what to do. And most of them, you find that they are graduates. Mm. Yes, they are educated. Interesting. They are skilled. Mm. But there is, no, there is no motivation. There is nothing to start up with. So you just find yourself doing nothing. So I just still want to use this opportunity, please, to beg on any NGO or any government agency or any organization or that or any personal individual that feel he can come and rescue the youth of Laranto. We can go as far as organizing a, a workshop training. We can do that. But what we just need is an external financial support. So yes. what? Why, while while talking about external financial support, what are those small scale businesses that you think youth down there in Laranto can start up? You know, not necessarily needing uh, huge capital or, as the case may be, maybe big amount of money. Also, those small ideas that can give solutions to community problems while they also make living from that. Yes, we can encourage them to go into tailoring. Interesting. Uh, hairdressing, mm. um, 
shoemaking. Mm. You know, we can encourage some to learn uh, mechanical works. Mm. You know, woodworks, electrical. There are there are so many distinct. Yes, some some can even go into agriculture. Like I my, myself, I'm into agriculture. Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I I'm not employed as it is right now. Mm. I'm a voluntary teacher at mm. GSS Laranto. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I think agriculture is a, is a source that keeps me moving. Mm. So, but if, if there, there are so many things to fall into. So by extension, you are encouraging the youth to find something to do. You yeah. Know? Seriously. Something, no matter how small. Yeah. Legally, that can actually provide very well means of living. Yeah. Let's go to that Inkoa community. What are those structures available in that Inkoa community that can be leveraged for building unity amongst people? Yes, in building unity and synergy among people, there is an, shall I, I should call it an NGO, okay. Peace and Conflict Resolution Studies from the University of Jersey. Okay. Yesterday, I met with one of the lecturers that called and came to my community. So we discussed together with him on how to go about it, in which I've established contact. I've established contact with the world head and other youth leaders from okay. the Muslim side okay. for us to have a program. So tomorrow, Thursday, by 9 a.m., we are visiting some of the elders. So we'll be able to organize a program because they've seen how people in that are living in love, peace, and harmony, despite the heterogeneous setting of the community. So for that, they have decided to come and carry out research okay. on why we are living in peace and harmony. And also a structure that brings us together as youth mm. or as people in that community. We don't, we don't look at each other from other places. I just came back from Jordan. The first thing, they would say, I'm a Jordanian. Mm. By being a Jordanian, they will not tell you I'm a Muslim or I'm a Christian. So the same thing too here in Dadunkoa, we are trying to establish that once you are called upon, you will not say, I'm a Muslim. Oh, I'm a Christian. But we should believe that we are one Nigerian and we are staying in Plateau and Dadunkoa is our own. We must hold it with every sense of responsibility. Interesting. The youth group is one of the groups in Dadunkoa. Yes. What are the other groups available? The youth group in the is one. Mm. We also have the Gilanti. Okay. We also have the Neighborhood Watch. Okay. Then, I believe this is the one we that is existing now, even though we are planning to come up with others. Interesting. The youth group, the Vigilante and Neighborhood, neighborhood Watch. Interesting. Let's go to Laranto. What Indeed. are those groups? Yeah, the, the ultimate Laranto youth movement to start with. Interesting. <laughs> yes, yes. Then we have the Vigilantes. We have the Neighborhood Watch. We have the Hunters Association. Yes, yes. Very, very active. And I think uh, they are doing wonderfully well. And when you say that they're doing wonderfully well, what do you mean? Can you shed more light on that? Yes, because you need to see the, their, their mode of operation. Mm. They come out for duties you know even though i know they have their own flaws you know mm. yeah there are times that they are they are not motivated so they find it difficult meeting up uh, the demands of the community but uh they are trying they are trying okay. for the fact that uh, we don't have uh, uh the, 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 the the for the fact that the rate of cultism is that it's minimal i believe they have tried yes and for the fact that uh we we hadn't any any casualty during the last civil unrest, mm. I give them a hundred percent kudos. Yes. 
So we're celebrating the vigilante and the neighborhood watch. And the ultimate Laranto youth and movement. The ultimate Laranto youth <laughs> movement for working assiduously to ensure yes, that yes, yes everyone in the Laranto community <laughs> remains in peace. Yeah. Okay, um, let's look at how these groups have been able to work together to ensure that Laranto is united. Because I believe in Laranto community, you have the indigenous people, you have the non-indigenous people. Yeah. You know, how have these all these groups you mentioned been able to ensure that, yes, everyone that stays in Laranto community have this sense of belonging that yes, I'm a resident of Laranto community and I must work for the development and unity of Laranto community. Yeah, just like I rightly said earlier on, yeah, we have this uh, joint tax force, okay? Now, this comprises of uh, the youth leaders in the neighboring communities, the vigilantes, the neighborhood watch, any, every form of any security network or agency, we bring them together, okay? We do have this uh, annual meeting, hmm. which we invite the DPO. The DPO, have, uh, the DPO uh, starting from uh, David Sado, was a very, very committed uh, DPO, hmm. and down to um, Balmun Jibrin, which he just left, and they brought uh, a very active one. In fact, Balmun Jibrin, I was, I was, I was, I was so happy with his action mm. and his response during the last civil unrest. Interesting. Yes, yes, because there, there, there was a time that uh, we, we something almost wanted to ignite, mm. but his response brought everything back to order. Yes, yes, he came there. He saw we, the youth, we are there. We are, we are at peace already. We are. There was nothing happening, and he was happy. Yes, I give kudos to that young man. Yes, but now we have we have this uh, uh, present DPO. I tell you, the guy is, is good. The guy is okay. hot. From the way I see, he, he, he we had meeting with him last week, mm. and the way I see, he organizes the office. The way I see, he gives uh, orders to his uh, colleagues. Mm. I I think uh, something good is going to come out from that man. Yes, yes. Interesting, and we are hopeful. That in our community. How have the groups you mentioned earlier on been able to work together to ensure that everyone resident in that Inkwa community have this sense of belonging, this sense of ownership that this community belongs to us all. We must work for the good of that Inkwa community. All right, to be candid, you know, that Inkwa, just the way we started, and I told you there is dichotomy. Mm. dichotomy that is the differences mm. after the 2019 certain settlement towards second gate in mm. that Yunkoa, Akawu and around first gate you find out that it's Muslim the predominant area okay. and in such areas the local vigilante there are Muslims okay. when you move down to Angwombeki which is known as Angwontuafa okay. you move down to Sparkling Junction that then is towards Kangang phase one and two mm. is Christian dominated area. Such areas, almost everybody has his own vigilante okay. that secure the environment. And the encouragement that is a little statement given is from the people of the community. And at a point, you find out that if the motivation is not forthcoming, people will grow cold mm. and they will not really be active. Okay. Why the neighborhood watch is more organized? Because it's government based. And they always have their training, mostly at Rentia Police Station, in which the DPO is doing very well. So there is that uh, synergy between neighborhood watch more than the local vigilante. Because the local vigilante, you know, in that inquiry, we've not had issue of unrest and all that thing. So we felt relaxed. But I believe with this enlightenment, 
going back home, I'll be able to call the parties, talk to the leaders for them to be able to harmonize it. Since we said it's the enjoyment of everybody, let's try to project it to the limelight. Interesting. Let's try to project it to the limelight and let's also try to work together because together we can move our communities forward. Listener, we've been contextualizing local perspective, local peace initiatives in Laranto as well as that in Kowa communities with youth leaders from these two communities. We'll be opening our phone line shortly where, where you can contribute your thoughts and opinion to the conversation. Our phone line is 090 556 or 090 it. What are the lessons you can learn? What are the lessons you can adapt to your community from the various uh, perspectives given by these two community by these two um, youth leaders from the two communities? What are those best practices that you have learned that, that have been applied in either Laranto community or in the community that you think yes can work in your own community? You know they gave um, instances of activities that they've held for groups in the community to ensure that yes these groups work together um, an example was given of carnival that is held, that is held in the uh, Laranto community for youth as well as uh, well-wishers from neighboring communities to ensure that yes everyone come together and we, we, we remain peaceful we remain united so what are those questions you want to ask as a listener our phone lines are open 09055666699 or 09098848848 for it you can be part of the conversation let's drive the conversation forward now let's go to um laranto community you know earlier on you actually gave commendation to the dpo you know um saying you know they've worked assiduously with the youth um, association you know to ensure that the community remains peaceful and they've been active as the case maybe now let's look at issues of development within the community because we believe that where there is peace then development will follow i think we have a caller hello good morning okay please when you call us tell us your name and where you're calling us from then you go straight to the point and also ensure that you turn down the volume of your radio when you call us please abide by these rules let's be civil in our conversation and let's not be flippant let's be solution based okay so what are those developmental issues that are coming up from Laranto community, you know, because where we believe that where there is peace, there needs to be development. So, what are those developmental needs in Laranto community? Okay, develop, developmental needs. Yes. Yes. Well, actually, uh, Laranto, we have uh, this problem of uh, water supply. Okay. Yes, yes. yes. The, 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 rate, the water supply rate is uh, it's almost uh, null and void, if I will use such words. Yes. Because most of the pipes down there are broken, okay. so even if they bring the water, you see the water flowing in the gutters. Yes, you hardly find a house that is being connected to the water board. Yes, so please, I don't know if water board can come down to the Laranto community, get our pipes fixed. Let's have the waters in our house. Who will pay for the bills? Mm. Yes, yes, it's a source of revenue for the state at the end of the day. But you cannot, you cannot supply water, and the water flows in the gutter. Mm. You're not making money from it, and you're wasting resources, and the people are not benefiting anything. Okay. Yeah, the pipes are there; they, are, they just need to be corrected. Okay. Yeah. So you are calling on the water board to ensure that the needful is done. Yeah. But a quick question to that is: Can you um, engage your local leaders 
or maybe representatives or the ward leaders or councillors within that um, axis to ensure that yes these are our needs we have water problem what can you do yeah we tried the other time like uh, the former councillor honorable chica he tried by bringing them but uh, the effort was not that uh, uh, remarkable because it didn't bring out any fruitful uh, results uh, but there was an effort okay so but for now we have not really got uh, connect, we have not really gotten connected uh, to the present councillor mm. because he has not brought himself uh, down to the community we have not seen him up to now but uh, in due time we hope to see him but at least so can you uh, engage with him can you me i mean meet him as the case may be since he hasn't come down to the community well, they just—I think they just uh, assume office mm. not long ago. Mm. So we will do that. We'll do that. We'll try and get to him. Yes, I think they're not. They shouldn't be up to a month or so. Uh, so we'll do that. We'll do that. Okay, our phone lines are still open: zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero nine zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four. Eight. You can be part of the conversation where contextualizing local peace initiatives in Laranto community as well as the Inkoa communities we have with us in the studio, the youth leaders from these two communities. Mr. John Mark, what are the developmental needs down there in that Inkoa? Thank you very much. Developmental needs in that Inkoa Forest within that Kangang Aziz, mm. we're having a serious problem of roots. Potato farm chain were able to come to our aid, even though they make it more tolerable. But at the moment, as I speak to you, dust. So we are now calling on the good people of Plateau, the government, the NGO, whoever can come to our aid should also do that for us. And also within that first gate, that first gate that Nkoa has is, you find out that big, big trailers are parking which is causing a lot of social vices okay. if the government or gmdp will look into it so that they'll come and evacuate it and put a warning so that people will not be parking it because such is creating a lot of problems people will be coming from their journey and someone will just come out with knife from behind the cars and other things and try to chatter away with your belongings so if the government will look into that it will go a long way putting smiles on the faces of the people of that Nkua community. I mean, same way the youth leader from Laranto community actually told us. Have you engaged with councillors as well as other local leaders from within that Nkua? Yes, from within that Nkua, you see, even the potato farm chain, we were able to engage with them. That was why they were able to come and put in their best, in which we are calling on some individuals, even among us. We've been doing it as youth of Kangan community and some within the community. We are able to look for lateral, contribute money to ensure we put in our best. And when our base was seen by the potato farm chain, that was why they were able to come and put in their best. So we are now calling on the government and individuals to also come to our aid. Hello, good morning. Okay, our phone lines are still up 09055666699 or 09098848848. It. You can be part of the conversation. We are having this conversation with youth leaders from Dadinkoa as well as Laranto. We are contextualizing local peace initiatives within these two communities. Mr. Yakubo, 
I'll come back to Laranto. Let's quickly take a drive down to Laranto community. It's a very unique community, as the case may be. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of um, students, residents within Laranto community as well, due to the proximity to the University of Joss. Um, how have you been able to ensure that everyone in the community, you know, participate in the activity of your association? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we even though hundred we cannot have hundred percent turnout mm. when we call for meetings, mm. you know, but at least uh, we have been trying, you know. Uh, some let's say turn up of like sixty percent to seventy percent uh aware of the movement itself. Yes, yeah. Be um, indigenous, non indigenous, you know, we are not we are not tribalistic over there. Because mm. if you check most of the world commandants uh in the VGM, most of them are non indigenous. Yeah. And we try to involve different as long as you are staying within the vicinity, okay, you will have a security meeting or we'll have a youth meeting. We try as much as possible as we can to avail letters to various houses and to caretakers precisely and shop owners so that they will be aware of it. Some most of the time some give excuse uh, for work, uh while some some come. Yeah, so I think the turnover is, is okay. Okay, so, let's look at the VGN. You mentioned the VGN and the Neighborhood Watch earlier yeah. on as existing groups in the community. Yeah. How can the, these groups be encouraged to deliver uh, on their mandate? Yes, the I will have to challenge the people of Laranto. Please, if you are, if you are, if you're on air, if, sorry, if you're listening to us as we are speaking on air and you are a resident of Laranto, please, I want you to put it at uh, the back of your mind that it is uh, security, it is our fundamental mm. duty. Yes, we, we have to be responsible for the upkeep of our security. Yes, you wouldn't expect somebody, a family member, a family man, sorry, uh, that has uh, family at home, you know, somebody who will leave his own business, you know, will come out, you know, and uh, have a sentry mount guard on the people while they are asleep, you understand? And at the end of the day, uh, there is nothing to show. There is no even a single penny that you can say, uh, please use this and go and buy soap to wash your uniform or use this and buy pure water or use this and buy touch lights while you're on duty. No, it is it is not right. It is not right. So I challenge the the, the, the residents of Laranto, please, anytime you see the vigilante, the neighborhood or any form of security coming for the monthly collection of dues for their upkeep, Please and um, please, I beg you in the name of whatsoever God you are serving, please and please support them. Okay. Show them love. Please. They need it. They need it. That's one of the basic challenges because they are not encouraged. You see, you see a unit that has up to like 60 members, but you find out that it is only like 15 members that are active. It's a sacrificial duty. Mm. Why can't we sacrifice a little token? You giving out 300 to 500 monthly for your security upkeep shouldn't be an issue if at all you know the value of security in this country that we're living right now. Mm. You understand? 
Yeah, so please, I encourage my people, please, please support the vigilante anywhere you can. Buy them touchlights, buy them uh, raincoats, buy them boots, buy anything you can. Bring food, bring water. It must not even be cash. Anything you know is going to be needful to them because at a time, the security just have to start advising them that they should, they, they should be guided. Mm. You should not come and expose yourself to criminals. Okay. <laughs> you're, 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 you're setting a check, and if a criminal should come with a gun and you have a stick, you know, it's, <laughs> it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. Okay, talking about the value of security, let's quickly <laughs> take a drive down to that Inkoa community. Uh, Mr. John Mark, how can the local security down there in that Inkoa community, in your community to be specific, be encouraged to do more? Yes, the local community within Kangan community can be encouraged when the workers, especially those, especially those that volunteer themselves to do this work. Mm. In most cases, some are graduates. Even myself, at times I volunteer to do the work, not with the intention that the community members will give me anything. But those that have volunteered to do the work, the, the residents within the community should be able to buy them, give them little stipends to buy soap, to rain boots, touch light, as my fellow youth leader from Larento community have said. Not just Kangan community, even the other community within Dadunkoa, a lot of them are youth, they are young people, and they are not doing anything. They sacrifice all night just to ensure they keep watch over people. So people should also move because security is everyone's business. So we should try to ensure that all things are on deck to see that such people are encouraged. Okay, while we are bringing our discussion to a close, Mr. Yakubo. Yes, sir. In few seconds, can you encourage the young people in Laranto and Plata State by extension? What will you be saying to the youths? Well, the youth, the force of the nation. Mm. Don't let time pass you by. Please, work hard, irrespective of the current situation of the country or the economy. Do not, do not, do not, do not allow it to, to, to discourage you. We are the future. We are the future of this country, please. In any way that you can, try and be positive, okay? Say no to drugs live a good life okay you can make it legally it mustn't be illegal work mm. hard work mm. hard time wait for no ones thank you very much thank you very much for coming mr yakubo mr john mark what will you be saying to the youth in that Nkowa and plateau state by extension in few seconds yes to the youth in that Nkowa and plateau state at large we are the now of our of our generation we are not just the future we are the now so whatever we can do we should do it now and let's not just wait that the government must give us work we can engage ourselves doing one or two things that will better our standard of living thank you indeed we are the now of our communities let's ensure that we work together for the unity of our communities let's ensure that we work together for the development of our communities and let's ensure that we participate in the activities of our communities because our communities belongs to us all an LD community gives back to LD people. It's a result of LD people. You know, when we all work together, our community move forward together. And Cobbing Social Vices is the response.
responsibility of everyone in the community. So ensure that, yes, you reach out to someone in your community today. We are LD as our community. And peace begins with you. So does unity of your community. So ensure that, yes, your community remains united. And it starts with you. Listen, that will be the size of our package on this edition of Building Bridges, a program brought to you by Take and Peace Desk with support from Bread for the World. Let's do this again next week, God's willing. My name is Joseph Ojadeji. Blessed are the peacemakers. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities, and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World.